All right, welcome back to Mortgageonomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gallo. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in Alberta and BC. If you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593, 604-800-9593. This podcast is based on a weekly newsletter that I send out to mainly real estate professionals, accountants, lawyers, and other centers of influence. The newsletter is called the Mortgage Broker Playbook for Real Estate Professionals. And if you want in on the newsletter, simply send me a text or an email and I'll put you on the newsletter list. But if you need a mortgage right now or in the near future, who gives a crap about the newsletter and connect with me immediately? Text or email me right now at 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Um, hope you had a good uh, holiday and Christmas season and uh, a New Year's celebration and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, the real estate vibe right now is... Uh, it's it's kind of started on a just a crazy raging path um, for 2021, like early here in January. So um, seeing a lot of uh, applications come across my desk, uh, you know, like right, you know, as soon as 2021 struck. Right. So it, it, it's amazing. It's some sort of milestone celebration like that. But uh, immediately the day after the phone started ringing, the emails came in and uh, people were excited and very motivated to um, start start making some purchases or, or, you know, pulling the trigger on some uh, refinances and so on. So uh, Vancouver and Calgary, those are the regions that I've been focused on. And, um, you know, the, the reason primarily, if, if you're not aware uh, from listening to this podcast um for a while now, but uh, I, I uh, born and raised in Calgary, so I moved over to Vancouver in 2011, and uh, and and that's why I have the the unique kind of uh, focus on on the two cities, Vancouver and Calgary, and uh, two very different cities at that for sure. So uh, the pace here in Vancouver, I live in North Vancouver, and um, it, it's insane. Uh, Vancouver continues to be insane. Um, that, that that's my sophisticated uh, description of the real estate market <laughs> for Vancouver, but it, it's it, it just continues to ramp up, and um, I don't know what to say further than that. Uh, there was talk before that you know the, the condos were going to be an issue that um, you know you might see some corrections happening there. Uh, single family detached has been kind of lagging. I guess for the past couple of years, but uh, everything's on the up right now, especially single family detached. So Vancouver continues to uh, perform in, in the unusual ways that, that it does. And uh, of course, Calgary, um, different vibe in Calgary, but at the same time, I, I can tell you I'm seeing an increase in uptick of applications come from uh, my Calgary applicants as well. So um, on the one hand, you have Vancouver, extremely high prices and, uh, you know, for some impossible to get into the market. On the other hand, you have Calgary, you know, going through some economic uh, uh, challenges, uh, geez, over the past few years, decades, some may say. Um, but the thing with Calgary is it's very affordable. So um, I'm looking at Calgary as as turning into a uh, you know, instead of a high run, high gunning kind of new investment place, it's to, in my opinion, it, it just don't take this. Uh, don't mark my words on it. I, I see it as a blue chip like Calgary and Edmonton and in Alberta in general. Um, 
there's still jobs there. There's uh, there's lots of jobs there. People continue to migrate to the province of Alberta. But in, in the main sticking point, what stands out is affordability. You can still buy a home there, a family home for under uh, $400,000 in regions in Calgary. And it's uh, it's very unique. In, uh, in Calgary, you can drive for half an hour uh, or less than half an hour in any direction in the city. Uh, and probably the same goes for Edmonton. And uh, that 30-minute drive, you can cross boundaries still within the city limits. And the price of real, cha- uh, real estate will change significantly. Okay, so you can get in your car and drive away from a eight hundred or $900,000 property in Calgary and drive 15 or 20 minutes north or south and bang, you'll have access to like, you know, $400,000 inventory, something like that. Okay, but my point is, Calgary is very unique in that respect, where you look at a city like Vancouver and probably Toronto, I'm assuming, but Vancouver, you can get in your car and drive for an hour and you'll still be driving in unaffordability range territory. Okay, so there's a a lot of interesting takeaways from the, the two cities there. So maybe in the future, I'll look to, uh, you know, start the episodes with a little bit of commentary on on the markets in each city. But uh, I'm not a pro at that. That's not why I'm, I'm doing this podcast. Um, so take these commentaries for what they're worth. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be quoting sophisticated stuff. And I'm, I'm just going to give it give you the vibe of, of what I feel, what's going on and what I've heard from from my peers in the industry. But uh yeah, just continue to go on uh, Twitter and Facebook and go online and, and engage in uh, all the other real estate um, threads that are available there to get your, your you know, very deep insight on markets and stuff like that. Okay, so let's begin and discuss this week's newsletter titled The Three Principles of Highly Successful Mortgage Qualifications. Over the last decade, the process of qualifying for mortgage has increasingly become more cumbersome and frustrating. In fact, Some claim it is easier to attain citizenship to another country than it is to secure basic financing for, let's say, a one-bedroom condo in Calgary. So why is this? Why all the questions, the excessive document requests, and the never-ending due diligence? And the answer is multidimensional and probably a topic for another newsletter altogether. In the meantime, like I said, refer to Twitter and, uh, and the internet for, for these endless threads on real estate and finance theories. But regardless of the reasoning behind today's challenging mortgage qualification landscape, I've noticed a commonality for all successful approvals that have run across my desk over the years, and I've narrowed it down to three key principles that lead to an optimal mortgage experience. Follow these principles, and I promise you that your next mortgage qualification experience will be a walk in the park. And not only will it be stress-free, but you will end up with the highest possible mortgage amount and the best possible terms. Okay, so let's get at it. Here are the three mortgage principles of highly successful mortgage qualifications. Number one, be forthcoming with information throughout the entire qualification process. So answer all the the application questions with as much detail as possible. And this makes your application desirable to prospective lenders um, as it is complete and easy to adjudicate. So, um, yeah, 
be brief in, in certain parts of the application, but provide detail where you feel you should provide more detail. Explain reasons for any recent hardships that you may have experienced that, that have directly impacted your existing credit, um, your credit cards or, or whatever other credit products. So don't assume that you are doomed and declined if you recently suffered some type of credit setback. Um, believe it or not, banks can actually be very understanding and compassionate, but only if they know what your situation is. Okay, so be open. Be open with your broker as, as though you are having a conversation with a friend. Okay, so disclose all details. Correct and detailed information can also result in unexpected positive outcomes um, that you may never have imagined were possible from the onset of your application. So what, what you might have perceived as a negative could have very well been the tipping point to sway your application in the right direction. Okay, so um, with that, that input of detailed information and full disclosure from you, um, you, you you'll be surprised, pleasantly surprised of, of what some of your qualification outcomes could be. Provide, or this number two, provide quality verification documents. Okay, and, and I mean this in two ways, from a document quality perspective and from a content quality perspective. So firstly, on the document quality um, send documents in their entirety. Okay, so, you know, oftentimes, for example, a T1 general, um, it could be a 30-page package, but we may only receive the first two pages. Okay, so it's very critical that we receive the document in its entirety. Okay, lenders will always request it. If using your phone camera, make sure the resolution is adequate so the document is legible. Okay, so kind of a no-brainer here. Um, try and, and make those uh, snapshots as, as uh, legible as possible. And if you are receiving a document request list from me, for example, um, the, the technology that we have within our, our re document request list, we have a dedicated portal where you can upload the documents and you can use your camera and it's, it's awesome. You snap a picture of your uh, paste up, for example, and obviously it gets converted to a PDF and it nicely uploads into our portal and it's very legible. It's a high quality document. So much more different use of your camera phone when you send it through our portal than it is through you just, you know, using your camera and texting the, the document to me. Avoid extreme piecemeal document submissions whenever possible. Um, you know, I understand sometimes th there is no other option. You may have a 30-page document or, you know, a 10-page employment contract um, that you need to get to us. And if it is your only option and you have to, you know, use your camera and snap pictures and one by one each page, then it is what it is. But whenever possible, try and avoid the piecemeal type of uh, approach because this does it, it increases the chance that a document or a page in the document could get overlooked right so it, it may get lost in the shuffle there in the long email thread or the text thread or whatever so try and, and be efficient in that matter and, and provide um, uh, that type of document quality now, content quality. Um, whenever possible, make sure your identity and confirmation of ownership can be confirmed from the documents you provide. So, for example, if, uh, if, if we're requesting a down payment verification, we're going to want to see bank statements. Make sure your name and account number are displayed somewhere on that statement. 
be aware that the lender is requesting very specific documentation to verify very specific information from your application. So be patient and understanding with these document requests. Um, and, and at the end of the day, they, they need to be verified. So pretend you're a private investigator and um, you be the judge for yourself. Uh, the document that you're providing, just ask yourself, like, does, does this actually, can I, if I were the lender, like, the, does this verify the statement that I made in my application? Number three, the final principle, don't obsess entirely about the interest rate. Okay, so although you absolutely you should um, search for the best rate possible, but once you you've achieved that, move on and now start to acknowledge the product entirely rather than focusing on the one particular facet. Here are some examples of fine print conditions and terms to be aware of in interest rate focused products. Break penalties. Um, they vary significantly with all lenders. So oftentimes, deeply discounted interest rate offer, um, offerings like, uh, I'll call them no-frills mortgages, have higher break penalties than standard offering mortgages. Um, so make sure you're aware of, uh, of these break penalty consequences. And it, it's not always the case either. You may get an amazing rate and you may have uh, excellent break penalty uh, conditions as well. So bottom line, just be aware of it. Most mortgages are able to transfer to other properties in the event you resell your property ahead of your term. This is known as porting a mortgage, um, thereby allowing you to maintain your current mortgage rate and the ability to negotiate your penalty into your newly transferred mortgage. So, or in some cases, outright eliminating it. Um, this feature could possibly be withdrawn in a no-frills type of mortgage product. So um, look for that. Just make sure you never know what life brings you, but uh, you may have to sell. And, uh, um, you know, by, by choosing a product where you're fixated on one particular uh, part of it, um, check, double-check to make sure that the portability feature is, uh, is included as well. Some lenders substantially reduce your opportunities to increase your mortgage payment and lump sum extra payments towards your principals. So uh, be aware of that. Another common condition is for the lender to instill a, a condition that you are required to set up your daily banking with them in exchange for your reduced interest rate. So this, will, this, this should obviously be presented to you um, as a condition um, for that particular interest rate but sometimes it's not sometimes it's in fine print material and you find out about it at the 11th hour where it's too late to make a change and um, you know it could cause unnecessary stress on the flip side here are some peripheral features worth inquiring about um, with your current lender choice um, that are often overlooked when choosing a mortgage as as i mentioned before you know, people get fixated on on the interest rate, and and they, you know, they they neglect to look into the other features and offerings of that product and the lender. So here are a few of them: online customer portals. Um, this this may not be important to some people, but for many it is. Um, the ability to go online and service your own mortgage. So uh, some lenders have amazing online servicing capabilities and uh, if these are available and they're convenient uh, but available at, at your fingertips um, th this is a big plus because it's super convenient and it, it could be so convenient that 
um, it could be the difference of you contributing extra towards your mortgage principal. Um, and you'll find this pays off incredibly uh, over the short to medium term. Readvanceable mortgage capability. This feature automatically grants you access um, to the principal um, you pay down in your mortgage in the form of a home equity line of credit. So think about that. If you start off with your mortgage today, as you pay down that principal, okay, that, that converts into uh, like equity that you can have access to that. In, in most cases, you would have to call your bank or your mortgage broker and, and refinance to get that money out. Okay. But with the readvanceable mortgage, you'll have access to it automatically. And, and it'll be in the form of a home equity line of credit. So a neat feature there. Um, I've seen people work this and take advantage of it in, in many different ways. For some, it's, a, you know, it's just a nice uh, emergency savings type of fund that accumulates over time. Um, another is, you know, it, it comes up in unexpected times in, in life where you need to spend a, a larger sum of money. Bang, the money is right there. And uh, I've also seen some people use it for investing. So um, the, this type of the, this offers you the the ability to, as you pay down the print, principal, this could also act like a bank account, and you can set up a pre-authorized credit to go right into an investment. So if you pay your mortgage down, your principal, let's say you know four or five hundred dollars every month, you could simultaneously. Um, direct that four or five hundred dollars into a investment fund, you know, into a nice safe uh, mutual fund, you know, whatever six to ten percent over the long term. Uh, it's a neat little strategy and something that I'll look into in, in the future as well and, and talk in more detail. Some of you may have heard about the Smith maneuver, so this is kind of the, the beginning of that or an extension of, of what you can do. Um, so very, very good feature of, uh, of mortgages, readvanceable mortgages. Built-in no-fee refinance options. Um, so in the event you need to refinance ahead of your mortgage maturity, um, there are some lenders that will allow you to do so without breaking the existing mortgage that you have. They'll, they'll allow you to leave it intact and just add on a second little mortgage. Okay, and, and this, this isn't a second mortgage um, you know, with the higher interest rates and, and all that crazy stuff and fees. Um, this is a, a nice second mortgage that is a, a built-in feature with, uh, with some lenders and the, the rates are very reasonable. Extended amortization options without interest rate premiums. So uh, many lenders allow you to extend to 30-year amortizations. And by doing this, uh, you, you achieve uh, lower monthly payments. So just good from your overall cash flow perspective. Um, but uh, quite a few lenders, if you want a 30-year amortization, they increase the interest rate. Okay, so um, look into that as well. Substantially reduced break penalty conditions. So the formula used by banks to calculate your break penalty varies significantly from uh, lender to lender. So be aware of what your break penalty conditions are and compare it with, uh, with other rate offerings out there. In summary, regardless of what your interest rate or offering is, always explore the peripheral details, not only 
um, the product terms. So, but also the extended offerings of the lender itself. So again, the 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 bottom line here is don't be fixated on just the interest rate. And of course, get the interest rate and and make sure you get the best possible rate. But also explore the other details um, that you have available, the 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 features of that product, and also the peripheral offerings of that lender. Okay, so just look into that. Make sure you're aware of all that stuff. All right, so uh, that's it. The three principles of highly successful mortgage qualifications. Um, call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you are in Alberta or British Columbia, as I am a licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Calgary, Edmonton, or Vancouver, as I'm very familiar with these markets, call or text me at 604-800-9593, or you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning in to Mortgageonomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon. Stay.